0: Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids View. I'm here today with Amy Ospan of Amy Ever After. Hi. Hi, Amy. And Andrea Smith, our technology guru extraordinaire. Hi, guys. Hi, Andrea. Um, Today on the show, this is... Our attempt at having a Super Bowl kind of themed show, (laughs) this is how, this is our take on the Super Bowl, because none of us are watching the Super Bowl or pretending we cared. I watched Um, the
1: Super Bowl. You did and you cared?
0: I do. Well,
1: remember, Matthew played football, so I actually understand it, and we used (laughs) to watch Super Bowl all the time. I didn't watch the whole game. I probably watched the, the first 15 minutes and then the last hour. Okay, we
2: had such a typically Amy Super Bowl, so the only person who comes to our house for the Super Bowl couldn't make it on super bowl sunday like other people come but nobody cares about the game like she cares about They come the game. for your food yeah exactly like we're all in it for the food and the commercials except for one person my friend christy and she's a broadway musician and she had to, to do two shows on sunday so she couldn't make it so we just moved it to monday we're like we don't care about the game we'll just do it all on monday so we recorded it on tivo and of course by monday we all knew what happened she hates the patriots so she didn't want to see most of the game and TiVo had a thing this year where instead of skipping the commercials, it skipped the game and
0: went to each commercial break. <laughs> oh, my God. It
2: was the best thing ever.
0: Well, Amy, wait. That's like the perfect segue for what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Because today on the show, um, we have a mom, a fellow blogger, mom in the social media sphere, I should say, that Amy and I have known for quite a long time. Um, Jen Lee Reeves, whose daughter Jordan was in the Microsoft, I don't know what you call it, adaptive controller commercial, like gaming for all commercial that, you know, kind of hit the internet before the Super Bowl became a big giant sensation. I mean, it certainly was all over my Facebook feed and I think was one of the best commercials of the Super Bowl, um, for the, for the 10 minutes I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have Jen on the phone with us now. Hi, Jen. Hi, everyone. It is so good to have you here. Um, I should say that you are the co-founder and executive director of Born Just Right, which is the organization you formed with your daughter, Jordan. Yes. Um, and I wanted to go back because people, I think they saw that commercial. And obviously, it's a little different when you know one of the kids in it because you know why they're in it and what their history is and what's going on. But she was in it like sort of briefly.
1: Um right.
0: And I thought she looked really beautiful. <laughs> I mean, my business partner, too. Nancy, was like, she looked gorgeous. Um, but we wanted to have you on and kind of talk about her experience being on the commercial, how it came about, but also, you know, your work and her work and how, you know, how this has been raising um, a daughter who is, I, I mean, Quite a force, you know, yeah. has turned something, you know, that seems like just a disability to something being an advocate. I mean, at a really young age, it's really yeah. remarkable, I think. Um, so, welcome. Thanks. And we, let's have a, just we have a huge writing. story. <laughs> yes, you have a huge story. Um, we're giving you a whole 20 minutes to, so <laughs> to awesome. explore it. Yeah, um,
3: so, uh, I, can, go ahead. I can just explain that Jordan was born with one hand and her left arm stopped growing just before the elbow. And if you hang out with her, you'll notice that she has tendons that probably would have been attached to an elbow if she had one. Um, there's not a lot of research. So uh, theoretically, there was some kind of... Um, blood disruption in some way that stopped the growth at that point. What's pretty remarkable is that no other parts of her body was affected other than, you know, I worry about overuse of shoulders and wrist and and things like that. But um, you know, she some kids with limb differences, these happen because of heart uh problems and and lots of and sometimes it's genetic, but this is very much just she's just a fluke of perfect. <laughs> I love oh, that. I love that. So, when she was born, the internet wasn't what the internet is now. And so, I started writing because I'm a former journalist and I felt like I needed to write and figure out what I was. I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know that kids could be born with different limbs. So, this was very, very new. And there wasn't much on the internet about it. I was on Facebook uh, as a professor of a university. um, But, you know, the only people on Facebook at the time were students, and there's no way they were going to help me. So, um, I really grew my knowledge of of the disability world by writing about it, meeting other families through comments, um, a tiny, tiny Yahoo health group. And um, eventually um, all the other social channels evolved as as a, a part to a way to grow our community. Um, and so Jordan has grown up in a very interesting way where we have met people through Born Just Right for her whole life and kids have looked up to her because we have told her story and their parents have followed us because I've been really transparent about the experiences and the therapy and the, the hard ways to talk about being different around kids since she's super tiny and she's a natural mentor and I'm a natural mentor. We're, we're very similar humans, which has its good and bad points. Um But we, um, we, we, Decided in 2016, after she had a really remarkable opportunity that was getting some national attention, that we were going to use the energy and positive opportunities that she's had and I've had to help others. So, what was a blog turned into a nonprofit. Woo!
2: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a big undertaking.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. Especially because I have had to maintain a full time job um, because, you know, got to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we we are learning and navigating the the nonprofit space, but um, the the whole reason behind this is that um, Jordan discovered the joy of disability design, and she learned that she could build and create really cool ideas based on her body. And so she invented a three D printed unicorn horn shaped prosthetic arm that shoots glitter, which is <laughs> that awesome. is awesome and messy and um we very much only use biodegradable glitter now and we even have a partnership with a biodegradable company um which is that's what you got to do cuz that's what you got to do yeah. um and um we are creating events called boost by born just right where kids are going to ha- where kids have opportunities to learn design and design for their own bodies and our last workshop was last summer we had one girl create a really cool concept where simple little thing that she puts on the wheel of her wheelchair that boosts her two inches. So she can reach things a little easier. Uh, She's, she's naturally short and being in a wheelchair doesn't make it any easier for reaching. So she just came up with this tiny little boost and, and it lifts her to two inches. And she says it's helped with little things. And how cool is that? Um, We have one girl who is working on, an LED light prosthetic arm. She's a BMX bike racer. She was born with one hand. She um, is using her bike prosthetic arm with LED lights, and she's working um, with one of our volunteers to potentially use LED lights that change based on her velocity.
2: Oh my <laughs> Which god!
3: Is, wow, She's so so cool. And um, another girl created what is, she, she is named Operation Crystal, and Operation Crystal is an artistic prosthetic arm that has a crystal that changes color. And, um, yeah, so Jordan's project is called Project Unicorn. Project Unicorn and Operation Crystal are going to be on display at an exhibit in Chicago in March. So that's very exciting. Uh, So these kids are just, our hope is that these kids are learning. Uh, Design is an opportunity for themselves, but it's also an opportunity to see a job path that they may not have considered before. Uh, the world of inclusive design and adaptive design is uh, evolving rapidly. And basically, I'm hoping to create a whole generation of people that any company is going to want to scramble to hire in the future.
0: That's amazing, because I think a lot of that inclusive and adaptive design, it ends up becoming a wider use, like you see a lot of the stuff that was sort of thought of for inclusive or design become something that helps seniors. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of crossover, so it'll. I think 3D printing has also maybe accelerated this to a great degree. But um, how much do you work with other, like veterans organizations or other organizations that might be trying to do similar things?
3: Well, we, um, what one group that we've really gotten to know well is um, uh, the Disabled List, which is a group of uh, of adults with disabilities who are finding. Ways to make sure that disability is included with the process of design. That that it's not that people are creating things for disability; they're creating it with disability. And uh, that's exactly why we, Jordan and I, got involved in the Xbox Adaptive Controller because it was designed with the disability community, not for. And that is something that I think is extraordinarily important. That difference is something that Jordan learned naturally. Um, I, I, I've kind of created a word that I'm a design advocate for her because people don't always listen to kids Mm -hmm. and we are really empowering kids to speak and learn how to speak about design. And so she was a part of a a project where adults were teamed up with her trying to solve a a problem that she wanted to solve. And all of the adults that went into the project assumed she needed a hand Uh and guess what? there isn't a single prosthetic hand out there that's specifically really going to do everything you want it to do. Jordan was looking for a specific solution to a problem and was kept saying, not a hand. I don't need a hand. I need something that grips. I want it to do this. And they just didn't hear her. And so I, I realized there's a lot of assumption when it comes into working with members of the disability community and Uh, I hope that the work we're doing is trying to help open minds to listen and help everyone participate instead of do it for others. That for is a problem. Yeah, it's such a problem. I
0: mean, it's universal, right? That idea that there's just a lack of diversity of ideas and backgrounds and things and people just assuming that they know (laughs) and can speak for others.
3: Yeah, yeah. And that's that's where I, I have... I'm trying really, um, as a parent, I'm learning as Jordan evolves into this, this advocate for herself and for her community, that I am an ally and I'm learning to step back as I don't have to advocate as much because she's learning to use her voice and she understands disability a heck of a lot more than me. So um, I'm... I'm doing my best to not speak for her because I shouldn't or the community. I'm really here to speak as an ally who wants to help amplify the voices who are, can do the work and can get you, paid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> getting paid is key. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the use of the word um, disability as opposed to, you know, special yeah. needs or, you know, all yeah. the different I, monikers? I
3: think I think parenting a child with a disability is an evolution of your of your mind, of your perspective. And, um, I have been a a part of this parenting world for 13 years and I, I have watched my evolution through my writing (laughs) so I can see it. Um, and I know that when it, when you are a lot of people who are a part of the disability community as allies come into it because they have a child who has a disability. It's maybe the first time you've ever been a part of the community and you don't know anything about it. And I think it's a big reason why Jordan and I are trying to speak about it more and be out there more because we really would love the world to understand disability more than just when you happen to be a part of it because you had to be. Um, and so, a lot of parents come into it with a lot of a, uh, what it's a term called ableist views of disability. That disability is a terrible thing. And it's horrible that your child is. It's the end of the world. And and you have to evolve out of that that old perspective. That disability is a part of life. And disability is a community of people who are remarkable. That because they see things and do things differently, and that's not because they're superheroes. It's because they need to do things differently. And being a member of the disability community is important and telling your child that you don't use the word disabled um, isn't fair. You need to let them make the decision of how they label themselves. And so Jordan has chosen to use the word disability and she um, is proud to be a member of that very wide, very vast community. Um, I, I think the big challenge is that parents who say, I would never use that word and I'll never let my child use that word is that you're not letting your child learn and um, understand that they choose how they identify. And um, I have met many twenty-somethings who were told that because they have a limb difference, that they aren't disabled, that they um, that they are, they can do everything that everyone else can do. And I mean, it's true. A lot of people with limb differences can do a lot of the same things. And and even though then you could be raised being told that, the problem is that when you go out into the real world. Hiring managers, are, that doesn't mean they're going to consider that you aren't disabled. Um, there, that the overall general culture of the United States still sees a person with a physical difference, no matter what it is, as someone lacking, which is not true. But that if you aren't aware that that perception is out there, it's really shocking and it's really hard to grapple with as a twenty-something. And so, I'm a bigger believer in accepting that. Your child's a part of the world of disability, that there is a vast, incredible amount of support of adults and others, uh, other peers. And um, I'm just here to help make those connections for her if, if she wants them.
2: And is there a lot of disagreement in your community about those
3: words? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, it's a parent. It's a parent disagreement. And uh. um, and I'm I'm you know, I'm like, you can think you can choose the way you you raise your own children. I can't tell you what to do. Um, But I do know that it will be harder for them when they're adults.
2: And as a as someone who is outside of the community, is there like, a safe term to use that won't offend anybody or something is going to offend
3: everybody? (laughs) No, I, you know, I, I think, I think that what we as as people who can support disability is to use the word and start, start de stigmatizing, um, a reality of our world. And the funny thing is in the world of disability, all of us, if we live long enough, will be disabled in some way. Oh, yeah. and that's just, that's just life. So let's stop considering the negativity and start living and accepting and, um, and, and celebrating, to be honest, because, um, if we all accept di- all the vi- vast types of differences in this world, We will think more about design. We will think more about accessibility because it's just an assumed part of life instead of denying it. It's there. Let's be a part of it.
2: My favorite... Facebook meme right now that makes me laugh and cry at the same time is the one that says, hi, welcome to your 40s. If you do not have a mysterious ailment, one will be given to you soon. <laughs> so it's, it's true, like the older I get, the more I realize, like, I I will have something debilitating eventually, and hopefully the world will be ready for it.
3: <laughs> right. And, and, you know, if you have the the fortunate opportunity to be a part of the disability community, why deny it instead, be a part of it, learn about it. And you're, when you're a part of it, you really realize there's a lot more resources and support out there uh, because there's some incredible adults. Disability Twitter is my favorite thing in the world right now. There's incredible collection of people who may not be able to get out in public, but man, their voices are strong and brilliant on Twitter. Well, the oh, disability
2: blogging world is fascinating to me because I'm I'm in some groups with people who have some disabilities and Just like hearing, wait, no, I can't do that in WordPress because it's like, oh my God, I never would have thought of that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of accessibility deficiencies in the new release. And that's, that's really sad. And I'm totally bummed that that wasn't taken under consideration. So along those lines of companies
0: who are considering things, (laughs) how did the Microsoft,
3: um, collaboration commercial come about. Yeah, it's really funny, actually. Um, the <laughs> i'm I'm kind of a a bear, a mama bear when I have to be. and the this is the strangest evolution. My uh, Jordan's picture was used on a flyer that the talent agency was using to find kids with limb differences for this campaign. Hmm. And um they didn't ask me to use Jordan's picture. so, Um, members of my community said, are you a part of this search? Is this something born just right is doing because Jordan's picture is on it. And I was like, excuse me, what? So I called the talent agency reaming them because that's my kid's picture. And, um, and they were like, Oh, we're really sorry. Uh, By the way, this is a part of the, the Xbox uh, adaptive controller project. I was like, wait, what, (laughs) (laughs) which, Um, I watched the, the messaging that Microsoft put out and I watched the reaction of members of the disability community when it it came out last year. And it really was a product that no, it doesn't, it's not perfect for every type of disability, but it sure thinks a lot about a lot of different abilities and different ways that somebody of any kind of body type could be a gamer and I was really impressed how it was designed with disability, uh, with the disability community, community, the design community, the, um, the, the disability gaming community, which is really vast. Um, and so I, I was like, Oh, well, I'm really mad at you, but uh, let's, <laughs> let's stay in touch. So um, Jordan auditioned and was a, 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 one of the, finalists for the 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 first commercial that came out around Thanksgiving about Owen and it's kids running out of houses and they all get to his room and he's winning and and it's really sweet and um and so we were like hey cool that was a nice possibility that's a nice ad and then in December uh they reached out to us and said hey we're gonna do a next version of this ad it'll be on YouTube or, you know, streaming online or something, you know, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. They came to our house, they shot video of Jordan playing, they um, brought a controller and she, you know, my gosh, I'd never seen it in play. I'd never seen it actually used before. And um, anyone who has coded or done, I don't know, anything technical, you have to know a language to to really accomplish, um, you know, to be really successful. And what I learned is, the Xbox controller is so flexible that you really do need to use it a, a, and program it and play with it to really get it to do exactly what you think you know we're we're still mm-hmm. testing it out to figure out what's the perfect setting for Jordan uh and you what's really cool is you can program it for different types of games so it's not like you set it up for one time you can change the settings based on what the game does which is wow just it's really smart and um and I already see you know born just right kids at one of our workshops hacking the heck out of this thing for all kinds of other ideas, who knows what they'll come up with. But, um, so when they came to our house and shot her using it and, and interviewed me, I expected a YouTube video just totally. We have a lot going on this year. And this was like, not the thing that I was worried about, to be honest. <laughs> I like this was not a thing. I'm like, well, that was cool. Cool. Um, uh hey Jordan now you can get a SAG card like that's right. that kind of like whoa healthcare she finally we know she has that no matter what yay wow um but um which honestly as a kid as a mom I'm like ooh now we have access to healthcare cool um that's that that's what goes in my head but um we were uh in Boston um the weekend before the Super Bowl for an event and the <laughs> the um the agency, the ad agency had, they were like, we, we'd we like to talk to you and not Jordan. And I Skype in with them and they're like, hey, so she's going to be in the Super Bowl. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, oh, I, I didn't know. I had no idea. And so the, the funniest part is they're Skyping me. They're watching. And I'm in the lobby of a hotel because she's still sleeping. And so I'm in. So I can't make a loud noise. You know, like <laughs> I'm surrounded by people so um they they're watching me watch the ad and jordan's much more in the youtube video than the mm-hmm. super bowl ad itself but the fact that she's a part of both is really quite amazing
2: and you're um, in the youtube ad too it's great i
3: i am it's kind of and it was really funny they interviewed me and i was like wait i have to put on makeup my mom would kill me if I wear makeup. <laughs> not, no, not really understanding the scope of what was going to happen so phew i wore makeup um so they told me and then what they did they asked well for one thing I wasn't supposed to tell anyone which is I told my husband he was like when can I tell I was like you can't he's like this is going to kill me <laughs> um, it was so cute so um I they asked me to tell Jordan and get video of me telling her so at the event we were at I was able to tell one friend so he could shoot the video but um Jordan our we our life is so weird right now. She just assumes everything's under an NDA, so <laughs> she's so good at just not talking about it. She was like, "This one's hard." <laughs> <laughs> but she she's very. She was so good, and she was so surprised and so excited. And she watched both videos and was just so so honored to. And we are we're honored to be a part of this. And um and I really. Um, interested in seeing the reaction of, you know, this ad was made for not the disability community. It was made to make you feel warm and fuzzy. Um, and, but it's interesting, you know, the parents of kids with disabilities are like, tell me more about this. And most anyone who's not a part of the disability community is like, that made me cry. Yeah. And, and you know, I know I have some friends in the disability community that feel that it was abusive to the children that that because it evoked a lot of emotion. Um, and I I did not... Intend or nor want to put our kids in any situation where they're being used. I do believe in the product, and I'm excited that we're a part of the Microsoft experience now. And I, my goal was that by doing this project, we could potentially encourage Microsoft to work with our our nonprofit in the future. Hmm. So um, I'm I'm hoping. That this is a an overall positive experience for for the short term and long term for for Jordan and all the other kids.
2: How has it been for Jordan?
3: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so when the first video came out, everyone was excited. Um, she went on her bus uh, to come home the day it was released. So it was released, I think, the Thursday before the Super Bowl. And Microsoft has some serious targeting skills on all the social. <laughs> Oh, I was wow. so impressed. So the kids opened up their Instagram on the bus. And what's the first sponsored video on their in their feed? It's that ad. Whoa. And so a kid in the aisle across from her on the bus looks up and goes, is this you? And she was like, Oh, wait, what? That's out? Yes. That's me. <laughs> uh, and, and it was it was just kind of cool. Everyone's like, this is really cool. The commercial, she's in very short... There's a very... She's not in that long. Um, she is very focused gaming face. Like, she's going to kick your butt face. And <laughs> kids have been pretty mean to her at school Seriously? about that. They, yes. And it's such a bummer. You know, like, yeah. I'm mean trying because to get, of
1: mean, because you mean, of the face she had in or, it or
3: yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> so, you know, walking down the hallway and kids make that face at her and she's, you know, she, she's doing her best to, to not let it bother her, but you know, she's 13 and it bothers yeah. her. Yeah. Gah. So I'm, I, I'm trying to encourage her to flex a little. You're like, you were in the Super Bowl, you could flex. And she's like, no, I'm not going to flex. I'm like, okay. It would make me feel good if I did. So,
2: right, like as an but, adult, I'm like, oh my God, own the face. But then, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's really so make harder. a t shirt we-
1: out
3: of it.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, who was the Olympic winner? I forget her name now, but she made that smirk when she got her medal and that oh. became like such a oh, meme. Yeah. Mikhaila.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then President Obama posed with her making the <laughs> face. I mean, she totally own that smirk
0: she did. right that's well of story. course it's probably only the eighth graders at her school who are doing right it's like only the other middle schoolers would ever have noticed that that was her right. face during the commercial everyone else is like oh my god amazing and only like another horrible tween would be like Ew. yeah yeah yeah
3: exactly <laughs> right? exactly but you know that's how we ended up being a part of the ad and and what's cool is that now we have this controller in our house and and as her as her brother's like I finally have a reason to love having a one-handed sister. <laughs> Only like, a brother. I yeah, I was like, dude, I told you at some point this would be a benefit, and he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually, he it's actually a, a pretty silly. amazing
1: piece of technology. I mean, I've seen it, it and every year, Mike, I work on the uh, best of popular science uh, every year for the end of the year best tech, and every year Microsoft, you know, they they enter something and this past year that adaptive controller actually made it into the best tech of the year because what it does is so incredible as you know
3: it, it, it just is. opens and
1: the world of gaming up to so many people
3: it really does i mean jordan has always adapted with what is there but i'll be honest there's always we actually went into the gaming world with a xbox connect when she was little because we we're like sweet this will work and you don't have to have a controller and you can play games based on just your movement. And honestly, there were, um, I don't know if you guys followed the connect, but it, it looked at every, there were um, points of a body that the Kinect mm-hmm. was looking for. Mm-hmm. There were many games that it would, fl- it would really flip out because it couldn't see an elbow. It couldn't see a wrist. And so the, the, the players in those games would have this arm that would be waving around because it couldn't find her arm. And so we'd have to wear prosthetics just to play Kinect games. Oh, and wow. and uh, that seemed very um, strange. So I, I always wanted to be like, hey, Microsoft, could we get a back end where you can turn off certain body points so everyone could play this game? So anyways, that's where we kind of stepped a ba- a- away from Xbox. And she's just figured out how to do a lot of things with a regular controller. But, you know, at a certain point, you can only play so well and she she is a very competitive person, and at a certain level, she was like, eh, I'm just not gonna play as much right. and um she's she's definitely um considering playing more now because we're we're tinkering with uh, her settings, and she's definitely learning the car games she's able to to do faster than she's ever done before. um and she's definitely had an excuse to play fortnite more, which <laughs> I don't know if that's good <laughs> or bad, bad. but but she's enjoying it.
0: (laughs) You know, it's actually interesting because when you think about eSports have really just taken off and they're the future and you have colleges giving out eSports scholarships now and and starting eSports leagues, to have that be a truly inclusive, you know, next generation of sports would be incredible and something that's really never been done.
3: Yeah, and what is neat about the adaptive controller is that you can use it on a PC I've seen um, I've seen some some parents hack that to use it on a PC. So um, that's really exciting uh, because a lot of gamers are are a lot of esports are mm-hmm. PC gamers. So that's really cool. There is uh, I live in Columbia, Missouri, and the um, Columbia College has a pretty aggressive esports uh, scholarship program here. And there is actually a one handed uh, competitive player on the team. Um, he has a longer arm than Jordan, but he he's he's rocking it with with one hand. Uh, it's doable, but man, I tell you, why adapt if you can make your own system work even better? That's. That's where yeah. I'm, I'm like, why not give it a try and look at all the different ways you can play, which is a neat opportunity.
2: I wonder if this is going to cause controversy like um, that one runner's uh, prosthetic, <laughs> prosthetic leg leg. Did. Right. Like, like, you know, oh, they have an advantage because they're using this special controller. That'll be an interesting thing to watch.
3: That's funny. Well, you know, we discovered that there is an adaptive um, uh, the Toy Story Mania ride at, at uh, Disney mm-hmm. has an adaptive uh, car. And so instead of pulling a string you can press a button. And you know, Jordan loves that ride but you know, it's not super easy. She'll use her little arm to to move it around and then pull the string. This was like way easier and she was kicking everyone's butt with her score. I'm like, oh, there is nothing great. wrong with having, you know, a little benefit from time to time. <laughs>
0: She should just be on the board of every entertainment company and be like, here's what you're (laughs) doing wrong. I mean, honestly, if every company thought that way instead of just thinking like we need a ramp, right? Like that's how so many of them just think is like just as long as there's a ramp and an extra wide bathroom stall, like we're good. Yeah, Um, It's so not about that.
3: No, it's not. And uh, another case in point is um, Yara Shahidi started a nonprofit called 18 by 18 working to encourage kids to vote at, at 18 and really get that youth vote vote out jordan was invited to a conference called we vote next and um and you know being she was 12 at the time at that event um the only kid who was obviously representing disability was very overwhelming for her but she was working with kids from parkland um a lot of uh, really incredible activists across the country and she was like, hey, have you thought about someone who's blind? Have you thought about someone who's deaf? And they were like, huh, no. And and that's the power that I hope to, that we're helping encourage more kids who are part of our programs is, you know, you see it and you speak it and you are teaching and creating new opportunities for so many other people. And that's pretty remarkable that she was brave enough to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: That's amazing. Well, we are... Super proud of her and um, think that you guys are just, you know, obviously doing great work and she's doing great work. And I, I feel for you cause she's now a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. she's
3: and kind of, you know, got a lot on her. She's got a lot. And we we do have a book coming out this summer, um, which is really amazing. Um, and it's going to be a chance for even more kids. It's a middle grade chapter book that she and I wrote together in her voice about her story and we're really excited to help more kids learn about disability and learn about design, and it's um, it's really exciting. It's also the same name as our nonprofit, so Born Just Right is going to be everywhere this year. <laughs> oh,
0: that's well, that's great. Well, we'll definitely link to Born Just Right on our page too, so parents can Thanks. find out. And you know, kind of links to everything we talked about to the commercial and see what else people haven't. <laughs> just I don't know where they were living if they haven't seen it, but you never know. <laughs> Um, and thank you so much, Jen. This has been really great. And say hi to Jordan. I will. And I will. we look forward to what you guys are doing next. You know, keep us updated. We'd love to have her on when her book comes out and have, awesome. have her be able to speak about it herself. If she's not too, you know, cool for us. So. <laughs>
3: oh, I, I, think she, I think she'd like that. <laughs> okay.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. We are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy, what you got?
2: All right. This is hard for me because I know what Rebecca's bite is and I just want to steal it, (laughs) but I won't. Can't steal it. She'll never let me go first again. Um, But I have one that's really appropriate for next week. So Valentine's day is in a week and I'm not really big on Valentine's day. Like it's restaurants are crowded and flowers are expensive and we don't really celebrate. So this is perfect. Um, The El Paso zoo is having a fun little Valentine's Day thing where you can go to their Facebook page and direct message them the name of your ex, and they will name a cockroach after your (laughs) ex. (laughs) And then on Valentine's Day, you can watch on their Facebook live feed while they feed your named cockroach to a meerkat.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. That is just all kinds of awful. <laughs> it's just but awesome. Something so thing. wrong.
2: <laughs> so for all those people who are bitter about Valentine's Day, who have exes that they just need to, I don't know, maybe that'll give you some closure. Um, it's they, they just display the first name and the last initial, but you'll know who it is. That's so so <laughs> we'll give links to that. Um I think you have until February 10th to actually get that name in. So there you go.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. All right. On that, that was like the ultimate Valentine's Day from Amy.
1: (laughs) 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 All right. Stop bugging me. (laughs) Yeah, really. Okay. So I have your next gag gift or fun gift. This is so fun. I'm still like going through houseware show stuff. I've never had a microwave cleaner. I don't know if you guys do. Apparently, you're supposed to put like a cup of water and, and vinegar a in the microwave.
2: I do a lemon, yeah. half a lemon. Yeah, that's okay. what
1: I do. All right. Here is your next microwave cleaner. It's called the Angry POTUS Microwave Cleaner. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is literally like a caricature, you know, of our president with a red tie. With yellow hair that lifts up so that you put the vinegar and the water inside, you fill it with the vinegar and water and you put it in the microwave. But the write up on Amazon, I mean, I saw it in person and it's great. The write up is hysterical. It's no angry POTUS has ever cleaned a microwave as well as this one does. Everyone says it's true. It's not fake news. (laughs) And then it goes on to say you are winning and have made your microwave clean again. If you don't use angry POTUS to clean your microwave, you are a loser and weak. It would be sad if you didn't have the angry POTUS to clean tough stains out of your microwave. Anyway, it's hysterical. It's like under $15. And I think it's like my next, I'm just going to buy 10 of them and save them for the holidays or gag gifts or something. Housewarming presents. I love it. That's definitely
2: in better taste than the Trump toilet bowl cleaner.
1: Yes, absolutely. Oh. And also, I've never used a microwave cleaner like this. So I'm very excited. <laughs>
0: oh God, that's so funny. The gold, that's good because you just turn it on and then you wipe it down. Like the steam like releases all the gunk in the microwave.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm excited. Yeah, and I have some exploded uh, queso in mine from Super
1: Bowl Monday, so. Yeah, or like when you microwave Chinese food and it splatters all over.
0: Uh, Yeah. I have these amazing, this is not my bite, but I have these fabulous just silicone lids. Yeah. They're flat silicone lids, and that's that's what I use in the microwave. I just plop them on top of any bowl, and it just, then nothing splatters, and they don't absorb the smell.
2: I have those, but I like to live dangerously. So when I'm doing like melted cheese or butter, it's like, how hot can I get it without it exploding? And this one exploded at like (laughs) literally the last second before the microwave. Oh. Oh.
1: Well, now you can have the hot steam coming out of Angry POTUS's (laughs) hair. Clean your microwave. Clean your queso. Awesome. (laughs)
0: That's so funny. All right. Well, my bite this week, which Amy already saw (laughs) because I put it on Facebook because I couldn't wait, is that Cookie Monster – did a Reddit AMA, which for those of you don't know what that is, it's an ask me anything and celebrities go on usually or politicians or whomever. And they, you know, they say, I'm going to do a Reddit AMA at, you know, 11 AM on Thursday. And all these people flood Reddit and ask are allowed to ask anything they want basically. Um, And it is so fabulous (laughs) <laughs> Cookie Monster is the best AMA ever. Um completely in character, completely funny, like so charming and basically it's a BuzzFeed article that just took the best questions and answers. We my daughter's and I, we were laughing so hard. Like every single part of it is delightful. You just love Cookie Monster more and more. And I just, I can't recommend it enough. It's just one of those funny, wonderful things where you're happy for the internet. <laughs> you know,
1: you're like, this is why the <laughs> internet's great.
0: Um, which is so funny because this week I listened to um, On Being, that podcast, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to it. But there had been a write-up about it and I think New York Magazine all about On Being and how it's become this massive industry. Her name Her name is Krista something, I can't remember now. But it's sort of this like, philosophical, you know, like, kind of podcast where they dig deep with someone into something and they had Seth Godin on and I'll listen to him do anything. And he had just in his interview was talking about how just terrible the internet is, you know, and he tells this whatever he tells this whole story about Icarus how Icarus his, you know, all anyone talks about is how he was warned from flying too close to the sun. But the other part of the story is his father also warned him from flying too low into the water. And Seth Godin is like, we are not flying too close to the sun. We are flying too close to the water. We are flying too low. Like what we do online is just everything we're creating is garbage, basically. Um, And I thought, this is not (laughs) Cookie Monster AMA is the reason the internet should exist. Seriously. It is pure joy. I was laughing
2: so hard reading it. It I mean,
0: it's delightful. Like it really is. You're like, "This, this is the best. So it's right up there with, if anyone reads Eric Thomas and Elle Magazine. Oh, my God. He's, he is the best. He is the best. So that was like my daily joy read. <laughs> this Cookie Monster AMA took took my week. So I can't recommend it enough. We'll put a link to it. Um, and that is it for today. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. you. find everything we talked about today on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Parenting Bites. And, of course, on ParentingBites.com, you can reach us at twitter parenting underscore bites hashtag parenting bites. and most of all on apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts rate review share subscribe all of those things help the podcast be found and discovered until next week happy parenting